Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So, hope you guys had an amazing Christmas and you got absolutely spoiled rotten. And hopefully, the loved ones that you wanted around you were around you. I know it's still a bit of a weird time with what is happening, and hopefully, you got to spend the time with those who you wanted. I think there's a lot of lessons that we've all learned, and over the last nearly two years of kind of COVID and lockdowns and I think a lot of us have been vulnerable. I think a lot of people are struggling currently through the pandemic and I think there's a mental health pandemic kind of happening at the minute. So please do know that there is support out there for for you. There is services out there for you if you are struggling and no one, it's not nice to see someone struggle. I've seen a lot of people kind of knock on my door or dm me and kind of listen to episodes like episode 11 and other mental health episodes that i've done and other episodes that are currently out there and they've kind of reached out and i think everyone else's journey is completely different and one of the things that i'm always conscious of is staying in my lane and the episode that i'm going to do today is a very mindset orientated episode because people seem to resonate with these episodes an awful lot and I love doing the kind of the guest episodes I love doing the client episodes because there's lessons in there they've learned their life lessons they've they've changed something over time and kind of had an epiphany and they've kind of altered something and I'm like I'm only 34 so I've a lot I hopefully have a lot of living left to do in in my life I've a lot of living left to do and this is just some of the some of the lessons that I've kind of learned and some of the things and random thoughts that I've had over the weird time through being down in, in the, the depths of despair from one week from away doing something very stupid and if you haven't heard of my story go back to episode 11 but I'll give you a quick synopsis of I used to be in recruitment was very miserable and was not doing very well mentally got sick had two blood clots uh, in my left arm and then got through to my lungs two weeks later had to quit my job wasn't working for a very long time or nearly a year and the the whole space in my mind was very negative i was playing a victim mentality i was reached out to the doctor and rather than getting to the root of what was going on internally i was put on medication and the medication if i look outside now the hedge is green I was looking at that I was grey. My speech was blur, um, was was kind of I sounded like if I was drunk. Yes, medication has a massive purpose in people who have the chemical hormone imbalance. I didn't have the chemical hormone imbalance. I had something that was struggling with, hadn't dealt with it from a very early age, and was only coming to the fore now that I was looking at what other people wanted me to do and wasn't living the life that I want to do. I always knew I wanted to do something on my own, have those pressures. Yes, there are pressures when myself being self-employed, it's not easy, it can be lonely. And that's one of those things that kind of kind of comes for comes to the fore and what I'm I'm speaking about. So, the episode I'm going to be doing today is I'm going to be talking to you guys about a few of the lessons that I've learned from from being unwell mentally, physically from the lessons that I've learned from recovery from getting surgery uh, back in April is an episode that Dallas interviews me on that and if you haven't heard it go back and listen to it I can't remember what episode it is I'm being 100% honest but Dallas interviews me on that and the battle that I've had there and I think this is not to do I do any 
therapy that's out there this is my random thoughts this is not me giving advice and if one person resonates with what i've suggested or what i've said well then the episode was worth while listening to so one of the big things that one of the big quotes that kind of comes into my mind is there are no mistakes only powerful lessons we need to master and this is an amazing quote by robin sharma and robin sharma is one of my favorite authors and if you ever listen back to the books episode i talk about one of his books is the monk who sold his ferrari and when we make mistakes it's so easy to beat ourselves up and so many amount amongst us right now live in the past rather than loving the present of building a brilliant future some people stay stuck for many years over something they did or that they said or a failure they've experienced a perfect example of that is if you're in a meeting or you're at work or you've said something to a friend or you're in a relationship and you've said something to your partner or one of your kids you're like oh i should have you're beating yourself up for saying something that you shouldn't have or you're beating yourself up for you should have phrased something it's all well and good kind of trying to analyze and trying to become a better person and trying to understand that you could have improved there but so many people stay stuck on these sentences so many people lose sleep and stress themselves out about these things and you to look at it and say that it's it's a terrible thing to waste which is wasting your energy wasting your mental headspace and beating yourself up you wouldn't let anyone else around you talk to the way you're talking to yourself remember there are no mistakes but you have to ask a question is there really such a thing as a mistake first of all no one tries to fail or mess things up every one of us wakes up in the morning walks out into the world and does the best we can based on what we know and what the skills we currently have can we improve our skills yes can we improve our effort and our energy into things yes but even more importantly every so-called mistake is an actually a rich source of learning there's things you guys see like you guys look at social media i would say we've all been there so it's not sitting me me sitting on an ivory tower you look at these people up on social media with their physiques their businesses coaches will look at businesses and you look at the the likes of the people who are at the top of the game they've also made mistakes but what they or people who are on weight loss journeys they'll only put up the positive things that they do they will not put up the negative things that do that the days that they don't feel like it the day that they don't want to some people will but it's important to realize that you are only human the perfectionist thing comes in for an awful lot of people you cannot be perfect perfect comes from trauma it comes from siblings it comes from trying to match up to expectations that have been set on us by grandparents or parents so perfection is an ideology that we adapt to our lives and we have to be aware and build awareness and understanding and gain precious experience that we can't be perfect there are no mistakes there are just valuable lessons that we can learn from we can have to accept that experience will help us to do this it will help us to feel better it will help us to feel so maybe that we need to look at that there are actually no mistakes that can be made these are lessons to be learned these are little bumps in the road that we can overcome if we choose to we can't keep giving up on something if it doesn't go right if you look at from when you are learning to walk or your kid is learning to walk currently right now what happens when they fall they get back up fearless and ready to go again are they going to fall again probably but they learn from that saying right internally they're kind of like well i'm going to get my equilibrium back i'm going to get my balance back 
but just maybe the what we could call failures are actually growth lessons in wolves clothing and just maybe the person who experiences the most wins because each time that we potentially have a kind of a lesson that is there for us or like a mistake as some people may call it there's an opportunity to grow we have an opportunity to adapt or we have an opportunity to let learn from that lesson or we have an opportunity to live the life that we want we can't expect not to make a mistake humans make mistake we are not robots but what happens is we berate ourselves we constantly berate ourselves we constantly berate ourselves for something that we do but we have to understand it from a point of view of if your kid makes a mistake or your friend makes a mistake how do you talk to them i've spoken about this an awful lot embracing your inner child how would you console yourself if you made a mistake? You're human. Maybe you pressed the send button to it on an email. Maybe you sent a text to someone. Maybe you said something to, to one of your kids who reacted. One of the episodes with uh, Power Thoughts Inc. Nicola, um, she talks about like there's no such thing as a perfect parent. But you learn a lesson from something if you overreact. There are growth lessons along the way and it's up to us to go and see them. So rather than beating yourself up, look at what you could learn from that situation. Look at the growth lesson that you've learned. Failures are actually growth lessons in wolf's clothing. So the next lesson that I'm going to talk about, the number, the, the number two, is what you resist persists. And I think an awful lot of people are going to resonate with this one because we all have emotions. We all have feelings. And when it gets difficult rather than sitting with the emotions because it can be difficult and uncomfortable which i've spoken about in so many episodes rather than actually dealing with that emotion and pushing it down or and actually dealing with that we push it down and ram it down and that unfortunately is how a lot of people have coped with things during the last little while in that a volcano has erupted for many people they've never dealt with their stuff that's kind of happened in the past they've always been on the go always kind of going out for drinks smash the social life kids parenthood work and they've never really dealt with the actual stuff that has been kind of pushing them down or trying to other struggles and i'm very conscious stay in, i'm staying in my lane if you are struggling please go and talk to a mental health professional so i was looking at the whole thing of have you ever had an experience where something that you did not want to happen happened this had happened for most people do you remember what you were thinking or saying to yourself before it actually did occur it has to look at this that although this isn't the case for every experience in a particular instance did you did you self-talk go something like i know that blank is going to happen i just know it's going to watch it will i just know it will so you're trying to predict the future and then bam it happens if you can relate let me just say that you are not alone these kind of premonition-like instances are often described by law of attraction practitioners as a drawing in of a particular event. So we need to look at like how the law of attraction actually works. So according to law of attraction, so many of us subconsciously sabotage our own goodness by focusing on the things we don't want or like about our life experiences. But if you have a sound understanding of the law, then you know that it does not discriminate against the things that you actually focus on. So what we focus on grows really so this means that even when you are focused on something that you do not wish to happen you can't subconsciously by be drawing it into your own experience 
Yes, you could be attracting the very things that you actually resist. And what you risk, resist persists. When you punish, when you push against something that you do not like, that very action isn't what's going to make it go away. In fact, law of attraction says that doing this will only amplify more of what you don't. So if you focus upon whatever you want, you will attract whatever you want. If you focus upon the lack of what you want, you'll attract more of the lack. So that's a quote from Abraham Hicks. So that's if you focus upon whatever you want, you'll attract whatever you want. If you focus upon the lack of what you want, you'll attract more of the lack. The law of attraction also works in the same way as the law of gravity and motion combined. So here's an example. If you shoot a bullet at an impenetrable object, when it hits the object, it can bounce off and hit something else with the same force. Or if you toss something up in the air with a strong force, it can build that same momentum as it comes back down. So likewise, law of attraction says that what you focus on with your attention, you get back in the form of more experiences that will match that same frequency of feeling. So if you want to create change in your life, in your relationships and in the world right now, you must focus all of your attention and do on, on what you what you want to grow. Do not entertain what you do not want to. The law of attraction is unbiased and you will attract people and experiences based on the thoughts that you allow yourself to focus on most. And that is an amazing quote by Brittany C. Starks. So this can be kind of, some people may feel that it's a bit wishy-washy and kind of be manifestation ideology. And some people may think that, and that's okay, that everyone's opinion entitled to their own opinion. But it's kind of looking at like that, why our feelings actually matter. So according to Abraham and Esther Hicks, world-renowned teachers of law of attraction, the way that you feel is huge, it's a huge, huge deal. Your feelings matter because they serve as your internal compass, letting you know what your point of, point of attraction is at any given moment. So what I compare it to is that your thoughts or your beliefs are lies. Your truth is in your emotions. That is where the feedback is. So when you feel bad, you are emitting a particular energy that can only come back to you in the same way that it left, leaving you with more things to feel bad about. When you feel good, the same thing happens. That feeling good energy is returned to you just as you sent it out onto the world, bringing more things to come about and feel about that are actually good and beneficial. But the beauty of it all is that you can always shift your point of attraction by shifting your focus to something that makes you feel better no matter what is going on around you. A good place to start would be to think about your MCM or, or WCW or even think more about what is what what it would feel like to experience the things that you truly desire. So for example, someone feels like that they will be happier when they lose a certain amount of weight. This could be a thing. They may feel they're attached to a certain weight on a scales, but I would benefit. I would probably guess that you probably won't be happier at that weight because you are probably you've no evidence that you will be happier at that weight. You may have got to a weight like that beforehand and it's proven that you haven't. But what I would say is that you have the actions. You feel better in your own skin. You feel better in your clothes. You have more libido. You can have sex with the lights until your conference comes up. So something may come out of it from acting like the person you want to become. The excitement that you would feel from this space is exactly the kind of energy that draws more positive experiences. Whatever it takes to do and do it often. When you're looking to make positive changes, you can't count on, count on a positive outcome if your attention is stuck always on the bad things. And that's the big thing. So what you resist persists. We also have to look at it from a point of view of if you resist the emotion that is currently present, you are pushing away the truth. If you are resisting the emotion that is present, you are pushing away the truth. The feelings that you are feeling right now of hurt, isolated, whatever it may be, put a name on the feeling, put a name on the on that territory, put a name on that actual branch of your life. 
Will this happen for everyone? Is this uncomfortable? Yes. What's happening for an awful lot of people and what I've realized and what I've looked at and helped an awful lot of clients is those who want to actually truly change are the ones that are more open to getting in touch with their feelings. People think that we can't or don't or are not allowed to have negative emotions or feelings. Where does it say that? That's not what meditation or Buddhism or any of those Stoic philosophies promote. What it shows and promotes is that if a negative emotion or a negative feeling comes in, you either sit with it or it goes through your brain and you don't latch onto it. That is the biggest thing. What we resist persists. So if you actually deal with your thing, then it becomes a hell of a lot easier. I compare it to the likes of, say, say cancer, for example. If you don't go to the doctor and get the treatment, you may never heal. You may never recover. You may not recover either way, unfortunately, for many. But if you don't go and deal with the thing that is out there, it's going to persist. I also compare it to debt. If you just push your debt under the carpet and never deal with any bills that are coming in, then the debt's going to build up. You're going to owe more money and there's going to be interest. There's going to be compound interest. That is the exact same way with your emotions and your feelings. They're trying to give you feedback. So it's up to us to actually listen to them or what many people are doing, unfortunately, is pushing them away. The gold is in the emotions. The gold is in the emotions. It's not in the resistance. Resistance is futile, if the famous saying goes. So we have to look at it from an amazing point of view of if you keep resisting what is uncomfortable for you, nothing can ever really change because it's just going to keep persisting. The next one that kind of comes in is life is all about the journey and less about the destination. So you may have seen these quotes kind of go up and just kind of describe weight loss as kind of like you have to enjoy the journey to get to your destination. Unfortunately, so many people adapt a an approach when they're trying to lose weight of restriction. And they keep going back to that approach because they think it's going to work. And the definition of insanity is that you keep doing the same thing over and over again and nothing ever really changes. And you expect different results. And you have to look at it from a point of view that a lot of the times we get so focused on our big goals and our dreams and whatever it may be that we actually forget to enjoy the journey that is called life. And what can happen for many people, and I've been there, and something that I struggled with an awful lot during the lockdown was that we always need to remember that life is all about this moment. The only thing we can ever control right now is the current present moment. We cannot control the past. We cannot control the future. We can only control on how we react to a certain situation now because we are a very different person to who we were five minutes ago to who we are going to be in five minutes in the in the future you need to take some breathing take some breaths and allow yourself to be actually present if you think of a thing there's a thing called flow state have you ever noticed that when you're deep deep into something that you enjoy doing either being present with your kids training doing some yoga reading or whatever it may be when you are present the worries go away they go away for that those fleeting few minutes when you are present 
you need to allow yourself to enjoy every second of your life there will be difficulties there will be things along the way but there are no mistakes you need to observe the world around you the people present in your life and one of the big lessons i took away was when i took it upon myself to take the 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 decision not to drink anymore um and i think at the time this episode going out it's probably nearly five years four and a half between four and a half and five years but i decided to do that because it wasn't helping my mental state wasn't an alcoholic but that's one thing that i know what happened in the chris william episode was we spoke about this because we both gave up drink and alcohol is the only one drug in our lives that we get you get ridiculed for not taking and that's not saying that if you drink alcohol that you're less of a person it's saying that if someone doesn't want to drink stop pushing your own insecurities on them if someone doesn't want to drink someone doesn't want to drink but i when i stopped drinking i realized who i had in my life i had a different i had a drinking group around me i didn't necessarily have proper mates around me so if you look at the people around you right now your parents or your friends or your partner or your kids or work colleagues they may you may be looking for different you may be looking for qualities in a partner or whatever it may be but i guarantee if you look at your circle right now those qualities that you want out of that partner you have in your life from those that are around you already so you could have say your mom is the caring one your dad's the great one for the advice your boyfriend or your girlfriend are the ones that give you the the love and the 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 affection that you're looking for your kids are giving the ones that give you the funny moments your best mates are the ones that are there for a bit of crack and as a, a great sandy boy regarding relationship advice so there's loads of different things that everyone can bring to each other's lives and it has to be that we can't keep going on and on and on and on trying to attain for more when we don't appreciate what we have it's human nature to want more it's what we do we get a dopamine hit a, a reward hormone goes off in our brain and that's why social media works we get a kind of a fleeting dopamine hit when we get to a goal and then we keep chasing that and we never really really appreciate what we've achieved and the perfect example for me for this is i don't think i've ever really appreciated what i have done and what i've achieved with the podcast or the book or the business until something was said to me by one of my clients and if one of my clients is listening to this right now you know who you are they were the one who encouraged me a lot to write the book and they were saying you need to take some time out and enjoy your time off at christmas it's very difficult for me even to take the foot off the gas because i want to be the best i can but i can only be the best i can if i'm actually enjoying the thing i towards the end of that book writing process i was i was very stressed i just wasn't a nice person to be around i was doing breathing i was doing my walking game up on the gym for the for the last month of it and i reduced my my food intake because i just wasn't hungry i don't i don't get hungry when i when i get stressed and some people are like oh that's the greatest thing ever it's, it's truly not you feel more tired you feel more fatigued but at the beginning i didn't really enjoy the process but now that i've written the book and put the the effort into you kind of take a seat back and it, the book is sitting in my hand right now and kind of like i've actually achieved something i was told as a kid that i would never amount to anything by a teacher then i went into secondary school and was told that i was useless told that i would never that i was an idiot and that i couldn't write so now this is my way of saying two fingers 
is it the right approach some people think that that could be a little bit aggressive but that's my way i've enjoyed that journey and that's my thing of there are no mistakes if i resisted the temptation and blamed others for the way i've reacted that will persist and keep eating at me this isn't eating at me anymore this is the chapter for me figuratively and on like the book has been something that has been something that has allowed me to say different things and express how I want it. Has it gone according to plan a lot of the time? Absolutely not. There are times where I just didn't want to do it. There was times I was like, no, I'm putting the time in an hour every day and it turned out to be some more sometimes, but an hour every day. Towards the end, there was a hell of a lot. There was times I didn't want to do it, but taking time out and saying, look, get what you want out of it you know what the end goal is be present with this if i didn't want to do that goal i wouldn't have done that book it's allowing yourself to be present with what i was writing it's being about enjoying the present and the beauty that is the present that i have potentially given to someone else who wants to educate themselves on whatever's out there regarding female health and being present everyone can do it you only ever really find it with something that you currently enjoy and that is one other thing is that you need to find something that you enjoy outside of work most people will be really really present with their their kids or hopefully will be present with their kids some people will find that they're just kind of taking up and picking up a paycheck and whatever it might be and sometimes that's okay if that's what you want to do but for others when they're truly ingrained in what they're doing and truly ingrained in growing as humans and growing a business or whatever it may be or in a career that they actually want to grow that's when they're in their deep work that's when they're enjoying the process that's where enjoying that side of things you don't have to enjoy every single aspect of it but you know what your goal is you need to enjoy the journey but there's no point in you having your wrong ladder against the wrong wall and not being allowing you to enjoy the journey because if you're not celebrating the wins along the way giving yourself these little breaks giving yourself these little holidays giving yourself time to celebrate those little milestones around the way and just kind of knocking them off and taking and kind of looking for the next thing all the time you're never ever going to be satisfied the next one is something that i think an awful lot of people don't realize and something that i think a lot of people are going to struggle with is if you don't believe in yourself nobody will so this is something that i think a lot of people are going to be uncomfortable to hear and don't really give themselves enough credit for and i've spoken about this on a few episodes that irish as irish people we don't give ourselves enough credit for doing what we've achieved we're such a small little nation but we have some of the greatest athletes out there we have some of the best musicians out there and with some of the best authors and poets and laureates and singers and actors and actresses and so many different things that we offer the world but we don't give ourselves enough credit for those we can't expect others to see gold where only you can see dust if you don't believe in yourself if you don't believe that you are capable a worthy human being chances are that nobody will you will act on that on that belief and people will treat you based on what you think you about yourself 
based on how you treat yourself and based on how you act and behave in the world. So if you don't believe you can achieve something and you say to someone, oh, don't give up on me, I'm going to get there, I'm going to get there. But then every time something gets a little bit tougher, you give up. Why would that person, why would that person kind of keep going to help that person? They go inside their souls. Absolutely, there are amazing people out there and I would be, hope to think that I'd be one of those. But it's very difficult for someone to believe in themselves if they give up at the easiest opportunity as soon as something gets difficult. It's important to have a why in what you're doing in any element of your life. You go to work. Why? Because you get a paycheck. Why do you need a paycheck? To have the roof over your head, to eat, to put clothes onto onto your kids, to enjoy the fancier things in life if that's what you're into. You have a why even though there's moments that you don't want to go to work. But you may not necessarily believe in yourself and what work you maybe just see it as a paycheck and there's nothing wrong with that. But there's the quote of treat others how you would like to be treated. And that kind of leads into this. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody will. If you are someone who doesn't necessarily believe in themselves all the time, and it's not about all the time, but doesn't believe in themselves in general, and you're asking, you're asking others to believe in you, why should they? That's what, like... And this could sound negative, this can be construed. Some people may take offence to this and I'm completely open to that. Everyone has an opinion. Every, I, what did, I've heard a quote of, there are, everyone has an arsehole. Uh, or what is it? Someone, everyone, like everyone, like an arsehole, everyone, every, yeah, what is it? Everyone, like an arsehole, like an opinion, everyone has an arsehole, or everyone, uh, everyone has an arsehole, everyone has an opinion. So, something along those lines. And I've murdered that quote, whoever whoever put that out. But you have to understand that we have to take strides to where we want to go. And the way that I've taught myself, like I know when I first started doing this, the people around me have openly said since that they wanted me to figure this out and they want they didn't necessarily believe that it would be to where it's at. But I had to believe in myself and I had to show up for myself because if you're self-employed, if you don't work or at the kind of the the size of the business that I have anyway, um, is that if you don't believe in yourself, nobody will. And if I didn't believe in myself that I could actually become a PT, one was the first, become a nutritionist was the second one. The next thing was trying to grow the podcast to where I wanted to go. And I still think it's capable of a hell of a lot more. Um, so please keep sharing and please keep in reviews, all that kind of stuff. But if I didn't believe in myself, you guys probably wouldn't be listening to this episode right now. And at some point, I'll make it relatable to a weight loss journey. In that if you don't believe you can lose weight for the right reasons or that your actions aren't matching up to your outcome how can you expect anyone else to believe so the perfect example of this would be if you were someone who was yo-yo dieted and you have 
not you've, you've lost weight the same kind of two three kg same two three stone or whatever it is over and over and kind of like when you go go to start on a diet and your partner or your kids is like oh mommy or daddy or whatever maybe are on another diet then why is this different they're not nice words to hear but they're going off your past experiences but if you truly believe that you can change and want to change and that you want to believe in yourself nobody else could take that away from you there will be hater along the way there will be stuff where you don't want to do something there will be stuff that that you don't actually want to do there'll be days that you want to don't want to do anything but as long as you believe in yourself and believe that you can actually do what you want to do well then it'll become a hell of a lot easier for you so the next one is courage is not the absence of fear so fear is that crazy fear that won't allow us to move forward who won't allow us to grow and transform and do what we want to do and what we say we want to do and it will kind of affect our lives and those around us and will always be present in our lives but even though many of us know that fear does not exist and that fear is only in our actual mind we choose we choose that emphasis on the word choose we choose to be paralyzed by it and we choose to allow it to control our lives our dreams our goals and our levels of actual happiness and serenity fear will always be present whenever you went wanted to stretch whenever you want to get out of your comfort zone and whenever you want to do more be more and have more what you need to look is beyond it and always be aware of the fact that most of the fear that we, we we have never actually happens we create these stories we create these stories of like oh what if this happens what if this happens what if that happens what if he says this what if she says that what if they say this because fear is nothing more than false expectations appearing real false is false expectations appearing real you have to look at it from a point of view the people that we kind of look up to or idolize what if they didn't actually do what they are doing right now if it was down to fear there are too many of us are operate on fear only too many of us operate on well why is it different for me why is it different for them why can i not do this but everyone can do something that they want but they may not be able to go and be a billionaire but sometimes people don't want to be the billionaires and i think sometimes you appreciate you don't need to be uh, have all the money in the world to be happy because it creates more problems you end up paying more tax and nobody ends up nobody likes paying tax but you have to appreciate like if you were to look at yourself now five years from now after appreciating what's happened for the last kind of like nearly two years of of covid times you've potentially looked and built up the courage of looking at your life and saying reassessing i think many people have reassessed i know some of my clients have reassessed and changed careers and kind of put themselves in first a little bit more after doing a little bit of soul searching and kind of getting away from the resistance that has always been there that and it kind of leads into the second point of what you resist persists and moving away from the resistance of kind of not wanting to change because of the fear of failure and i always say i would rather fail than actually have never tried and as jesus that sounds and as easy as it sounds there are things you guys don't see on a regular basis that don't go according to what i so call in my in my illusionary mind or my disney 
mind as I call it of that life has to be perfect there's things that don't go right there's things that we think relationships have to be perfect where does it say that have to be perfect they think we think that every day in a business day has to be perfect it doesn't uh, we we don't we don't like to have that element of fear of the unknown we try to control things we try to have to want to do things but we have to understand from a point of view of we can't control everything and the day that you start to appreciate that you can't control everything is where true change can truly occur and allows you to live the life that you want because you're not letting fear which is false evidence appearing real run your life you're taking control of what you can do you can only control your actions you can't control anything else yes there's other people who have an opinion the yes there's other people that come into it with family kids all that kind of stuff but you can't control their reactions if you truly want to go and do something like lose weight get fitter do a photo shoot buy a car buy a house whatever it may be if it's something you want to do you have to live the life that you want to live i think two years of this kind of covid stuff that's kind of going on I think it's made us made me appreciate what I actually have, which is my health and my mental wealth and my mental health. And I think it's important to kind of recognize and realize that. I think that's what I define health as anyway. That is my health, mental health and mental wealth. And everyone else's opinion on that will completely matter. But so many of us are scared of actually achieving things because we don't believe we can. We're letting our old methods and let us our old attempts derail us and stop us from actually acting but you're actually educating your kids or the next generation to act in the same way when you have probably adopted the same philosophy from your parents and the one thing that i would say to any parent that's out there yes i don't have kids so i know it i i don't know what it's like but i'm not trying to try to lecture any of you at all what i'm trying to say is what you do they pick up on and that was another lesson what you do in front of your kids they pick up on so if they're if you're constantly criticizing yourself if you're constantly berating yourself if you're constantly not dealing with your emotions and screaming and shouting not going for what you want and putting them down you are probably acting like the people that try to put you down the bullies you're being the bully to them and they're going to pick up on that and that's going to berate them that's going to put them down they're going to pick up the same habits kids are like sponges they pick up on these different things but we have to look at as courage is not the absence of fear. It's probably the other way around. We have to look at it from a point of view of if you actually truly want to go and do something, there's no perfect time because perfection is probably procrastination wrapped differently. Procrastination is delaying something because you probably don't have a why. You're delaying something for the perfect time to come along. So perfection and procrastination are completely linked. But perfection is just procrastination wrapped differently. So we have to look at a point of view. If you're expecting the perfect time to set up a business or the perfect time to start studying, the perfect time to go to the gym or whatever it may be, there is no perfect time to stop waiting for it. There's no motivation not going to come along and bite you in the ass or whatever it may be. The best time to start is now. We have to look at it from the point of view of the best time to start saving for a mortgage is now. It's not in 20 years. It's going to be 20 years too late and you're pushing down You're pushing down that the, the, the ball down the... the, the you're pushing things down away from things and you have to look at it from a point of view as if you keep pushing things away and not actually going for the things you want you're not actually living your life you let everyone else running your life if you actually want to do something why not take the jump why not take the leap of faith if you fail at least you try it it's probably 99 percent. i think it's probably better than what 99 percent of the population do out there is they don't actually try there's no difference between you and me about starting up a business. There's no difference between you and me kind of 
managing my weight or going to the gym or anything like that. There's absolutely no difference. There's no difference between you and me starting a podcast. There's no difference between you. And I'll always come back to the quote that my dad said when we met um, when I met Cristiano Ronaldo. Everyone has to wipe their own ass. There's no difference between me and Cristiano. Yes, he probably has X, Y, and Z, but if he's happy and I saw the happiness because I've surrounded myself with the people and the individuals I want to and I'm looking after myself more so now. I have my mental health. As long as I have my mental health, I can take on anything. But there's a fine line for me when I know when I push and put the foot, the gas, put foot on the gas too much and Dallas and Jane and my girlfriend and stuff like that know that as well. You have to look at it from a point of view of courage is not the absence of fear. If you want to do something, you owe it to yourself to give it a go. You are leading by example. You are saying something to the next generation that if you keep talking about setting up a business or whatever it may be and not doing it or going after something that you want to do with that promotion at work or that job that you don't like doing, you're encouraging them to do the exact same thing. Stand out from the masses. Stand out from and be heard. Don't be a pigeon and don't keep following don't be a sheep and don't act in the flock stand out be the black sheep in the family and do what you want to do because what will happen is yes it will be tough but you'll owe it to yourself and you notice massive changes that you may not want to have that corporate world job you may want to have the uncertainty you may want to have the put the, the desire and to get that thrill every time a sale comes in or whatever it may be but you may not want to you may enjoy kind of just going for walks you may enjoy kind of being self employed there's nothing wrong with that but then you can't complain about your job. You can't complain about where you're at if you're not going to be the one that's pushing. There's absolutely no difference between you anything, anyone and anyone else in the world out there apart from the, the people who go after things, the ones that don't actually fear things. There's fear there, but they don't actually listen to the fear. That voice, that illog- illogical voice, that if you listen to the chip paradox or go and read the chip paradox, you'll know what I'm talking about. The illogical voice, the voice of non-reason kind of speaks up and kind of protects you because our computers our internal computers are our brains and they're there to protect us it doesn't like uncertainty it doesn't like change but i've only ever seen positive things that have changed i've only ever seen positive things out of fear so if change wasn't happening then the global warming meeting wouldn't be happening the amazing movement of women's rights wouldn't be happening right now the amazing movement of um protecting racism wouldn't be happening right now giving people a voice wouldn't be happening right now nelson mandela wouldn't have happened hitler could still be going there's so many different things that could be going if someone hadn't spoken up if fear hadn't stopped our world would look completely different do you want to lie on your deathbed at 80, 90 years of age or whatever it may be, knowing that you could have done more, that you could have offered the world more, or are you being selfish by listening to your own head rather than going after something that you want to do? So we have to look at it from that point of view of courage is not the absence of fear. And look at it from a point of view of that if you want to actually go and do something, you have every right to do it. There's no difference between you and I. Everyone has to wipe their own ass. We have to look at it from a point of view of if you don't believe in yourself, nobody will. We have to look at it from a point of view as life is all about the journey and, and kind of less about the actual destination. What you resist persists. 
and we have to look at it from a point of view where there are actual no mistakes. There's just lessons along the way. So it's up to us to kind of try to reframe. There's going to be difficulties. Yes, there are people who struggle with mental health and and I hope that people who are listening to this who are struggling with mental health go out and talk to someone because there is support. It's the best thing that I ever did was go and talk to therapist. It was the best thing that I ever did. I was in a fortunate position that I was able to do the homework and when you do the homework, true change can happen. I stopped resisting. I stopped listening to that logical voice in my mind. Yes, it will speak up. When we think of mental health, we think these negative thoughts don't come in. We don't have the right to have these negative thoughts. You've gotten through something before. Someone else in time has got through those things before. But we have to look at it from a point of view of what makes you different? Why is it unfair for you to go through things? And the biggest sentence that I've ever heard someone say to me was, well, well, why not you? Why can't you suffer? Where does it say? It comes back to Nietzsche. Though he or she who has a why would bear almost, with almost any how. As long as you know why you're doing something, you can overcome anything. You adapt, you change, you get on with things. You appreciate what you have. I think that's one thing I don't think a lot of people have appreciated during the lockdowns in the last two years is to appreciate what they have, their mental health. We take things for granted. We have taken things for granted and they've been taken away from us. Then we just give out about doing something. And then two years later, still in the, still in the job, still in the house, still in the, the same situation. Maybe you're in an unhappy relationship. You haven't done anything about it because your fear, fear of societal dictations, societal dictations, societal norms that are being pushed on you. People are getting married. People are getting, having kids later from when our parents were growing up. But we have to look at it from a point of view is, do you want to own your life or do you want everyone else to dictate yours? So guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If that has triggered you, I sincerely apologize. I actually hope it has triggered someone as well to start looking after themselves. Because we need more people to take the jump, the leap of faith to look after themselves, to actually look at resistance as a good thing. Because resistance is uncomfortable. And where where uncomfortableness happens, things and change can happen. But if you keep resisting that actual hesitancy or is that resistance, nothing can change and nothing will change. That fear, you won't enjoy the actual thing that you want to do. So you have to ask yourself right now, the last sentence that I want to say with you is right now, are you going to listen to this and feel enlightened and take action? Or are you going to listen to this and do nothing with the information? We can all listen and read all the audiobooks in the world or whatever it may be. But if you apply absolutely none of it, you know what to do. Stop looking for the big secret. Stop looking for the next answer. You know what to do. It's just about actually putting the stuff into practice. Things will go wrong. There's lessons there. Things will go wrong. It's about adapting to the situation. Why did it go wrong? If feelings and emotions are there, emotions are the truth, thoughts and beliefs are the lies. There's actual no factual evidence to an awful lot of things that we actually talk about. We have to look and be able to express gratitude to what we have, appreciate what we have around us, rather than constantly seeking for more. That dopamine hit. It's human nature, don't get me wrong. But you owe it to yourself to appreciate what you have because scientific studies have shown those who practice gratitude are a hell of a lot more happier than those who are consistently chasing.
what are you chasing? You're probably chasing something for someone else. Probably chasing for validation from others. Probably chasing a so-called body or a job or a car or a house that someone else has said that they want. Don't let someone else run your life. You only have one life. It's time to step up. So guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode uh, that I've just kind of done and I hope you have gone out and got the book. If you enjoyed the episode at all, please do share it up on your stories. Enjoy, I hope you enjoyed an amazing Christmas and hope you guys, I will talk to you guys in the the new year and hope you guys had an amazing 2021. Let's make 2022 even better.